0: Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to yet another grand and glorious day here in the best little city in America. Yeah, it's going to get bad, but who cares, right? Nobody cares. We don't care. We're all in. We're just all in. We're all in for whatever. How about we uh, spend a couple hours here today while we still have a chance on the Patrick Lally Show, and we will go ahead and we will engage in some energetic and entertaining conversation. On local, state, national news and politics. And then we're going to just go real heavy on the local. Real heavy on the local politics today. Because, you know, mayor and all that. Big election going on. We got a lot of news on mayoral election and commentary and such. So you're going to want to stay close for that. Uber producer Dan Peters, of course, is here bringing you the latest news and weather as you heard at the top of the hour Thanks for spending some time with us today through your radio on Information 1000 KSOO, driving around out there, taking in the last little bits of lovely, lovely afternoon sunshine. Maybe you're streaming live on KSO.com as you're trapped in a cubicle somewhere or on the KSOO mobile app, which of course has that one-touch streaming that you can take with you wherever you go. Remember, you can always follow along on Facebook Live or on our Twitter account at P. Show. If you're on Facebook Live, earlier before we went on air, i apologize i apologize because jeff turn host of uh overtime with jeff turn because everything's named jeff turn over there at espn 99.1 our sister station across all he invaded the studio i don't know what he was doing in here did you see him touching because the last time he was in here things went horribly wrong dan do you remember that
1: I vaguely remember yeah. because most of it was obliterated from my mind because of all the carnage that took place. Yes. Yeah,
0: so hes a, I kicked him out of here, came back, and he's sitting in my chair. So we don't know what's good. I hope this is going out over the air because he's a saboteur.
1: Ooh, saboteur.
0: Saboteur. That's another word that Jeff doesn't
1: understand. Well, he would probably understand this. Yes, yes, everyone. Doom, 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 and doom. <laughs>
0: Cause that's what's coming up. Pending doom, 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 in the weather. It's it's the uh, snow apocalypse, twenty eighteen. It's good. It's got uh, it's got some potential, Dan. Some potential for some devastation.
1: Well, when we've been talking about it the last well four days before it actually happens, then uh, you know it's got some it's got some meat to those bones.
0: Yeah. So I uh, was uh, supposed to go east. Starting after work tomorrow night.
1: Uh, uh, Oh, boy.
0: Not going. I don't think we're going.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could probably go, but you might not get back.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. The official word has not come down from on high yet. But I'm thinking maybe we're not going. So, Which is fine. Then I can just hunker down and, uh, you know, enjoy the blizzard instead of trying to drive in it. But I was uh, seeing a Facebook live forecast from somewhere in the Twin Cities. I can't remember what station it was on the, somebody posted in this uh, runner's group for this event that I was supposed to go to. And this dude was saying that they, one of their models, and these are the computer models. They thought they might get, you know, like 18 to 20 inches of snow in the Twin Cities. That yuck. I Even the, even the uh, meteorologist there was like I don't see that happening, but it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be terrible. The wind. Ugh.
1: This could this could also be interesting because the Denny Sanford Premier Center is hosting a concert of which I have a ticket to see. <laughs> really? Mercy Me and Tenth Avenue North.
0: Oh yeah.
1: And they are playing tonight in Des Moines. Oh no tomorrow night in Minneapolis. Saturday night in Duluth Hope I don't know if they're going to get from they might have trouble getting from the Twin Cities to Duluth. Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all cuz
0: they're likely in some sort of bus, right? Yes. That doesn't seem like a good drive at
1: all. So they're
0: supposed to come from Duluth to here when? On Sunday?
1: Yeah, Sunday night.
0: Well, They might make if they don't make it to Duluth, they might make it back down here.
1: But Yeah, it, it depends on how hardy, you know, actually Duluth might is is I think beyond where the watches oh, sure. are. It's so so if they north. if they beat cheeks out of the twin cities after they get done with their show on 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 uh, on Friday night they might yeah. be they should make it to Duluth.
0: Well, you know, and then they got the trailers and such with them with their lap steels and
1: No, I no? don't know if they have a lap steel in there. They they <laughs> okay. have they have electric guitars in oh, okay. there. This, Mercy Me isn't is country. They, they oh they come with a big they
0: come with a big uh, uh, cavalcade of equipment.
1: They have well they'll have the keyboards. Yeah, they'll have the the they'll have the trap set. They'll yeah. have. Do they uh,
0: run like the pyrotechnic show or anything like that?
1: No. Okay. No. This is this is I can only imagine what it would be like. Never heard that song before.
0: No, but that doesn't that's no uh, arbiter on their quality. Triple platinum selling song. See right there. You know, you know you know I wasn't going to know that one. Really? Yeah. What's, that's, what's, that's, that's that's her big hit. Really? Yeah. Well, that, what's her called again? Mercy Me? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is it.
1: I can only imagine what it will be like. And the basically the the song is was also is the impetus for a movie that is now showing get out across the nation.
0: What's that called?
1: It's called "I Can Only Imagine." When oh, well, there you go. And the Bart singer, the uh, the lead singer Bart Miller. I can
0: only imagine. Well, he has a lovely singing voice.
1: So what he what he does is he's basically talking about. It's a song about his father, who was a mean dude growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah, yeah. And then he found Jesus. Yeah. And so his dad dies of cancer. So this is the song he writes. Oh. As he talks. How he thinks about what his father is experiencing in heaven. Well, that's a good story. Well, and
0: they're supposed to be playing here Sunday night, then.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Well, I hope they get. I hope they show up for your sake.
1: So now, now you've got your first Mercy Me experience. How <laughs> I, about know,
0: that? I have some. I have a reference point. Thank you. If it comes up, you know. In Cocktail Conversation, I'll say, yeah, yeah, you know, we played that on the show the other day. I'm all over that. There you go. Thank you, Dan. Uh, in addition to that, we have a great show for you today. Our guests include Jolene Letcher, fresh off winning that spot in the mayoral runoff election. She'll be here to talk about the next phase of the campaign, which is May 1 is the big runoff election. Also, we'll be taking your calls for Jolene. So if you have questions, start queuing those up. Dan uh, will be taking them, screening them, so you can't just call up and say, Dilly Dilly or something. Uh, and so Jolene will be here in the second hour. 338 KSOO is the number, 338 5766, 5766, 338 5766, to call and talk to Jolene just after four. The Buffalo Maiden is our weird friend of the day. Darcy Hoosterlid of the Arthritis Foundation will be with us to preview. They have a big gala coming up uh, later this month, April 20th, I believe. And I'll have a PL statement just after the next break. Today's topic what else? City politics. You're going to want to stay with us for this show. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 318 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Oh, yeah, getting closer to free here as we do every day at this time on the PL statement. Once in a while. Yeah, thank you, Bodines, for that theme song. I wish you could say it was just for us, but it's not. Not just for us, but it's just a great song. Anyway, it's time for your PL statement of the day, and uh, let's get right to it. City election, right? So Tuesday night was the city election, and uh, I got to tell you, there's no doubt to me that the results were a repudiation of the current state of local government. That might be a bit broad, but I see it that way. Uh, young candidates did well. We'll see what happens in the central District runoff before making any final conclusions on this. But the whole, on the whole, it was a good night for forward-thinking candidates, as I see it. I, hes- I hesitate to use that word progressive as it's been turned into a pejorative in many circles, but I would apply that concept to the victors in this case, all of them. Let's look at each race, starting with the two at-large seats, which were decided without runoffs. At-large A, that's where Janet Brecky, former city attorney, won decisively over Sanford exec John Paulson, former Sanford exec. 56-44, Brecque is a city government veteran, but she's also clearly a reformer. Um, she's, she's got a mission going into this, and that is to rebalance the power structure down there at Carnegie Town Hall and City Hall. And, uh, you know, she helped write that charter, or um, apply it anyway, and she she knows what she's talking about in that regard. So I would say that's, that's a bit of a progressive look and a forward-looking look. At-large B, uh, Christine Erickson, incumbent, handedly defeated new, uh, newcomer Nick Weiland. She was the only incumbent in any of these races this cycle and uh, got through. That might be seen as supporting status quo, but I, you know, I think she's more open to uh, ideas going forward than others would suggest. Just in my conversations with her, uh, you can pick with that, but that's fine. Uh, Nick was younger and all that, and uh, more expressly progressive in that sort of current definition of the word. And clearly, he's got deep ties uh, with Democrats and uh, progressive politics. I don't see that that's a repudiation. However, Um, she was a strong incumbent, Christine, and she's got a constituency and she hasn't done anything to really turn them away. So that was not terribly surprising. Nick ran hard. He did a good job. Central District, uh, we're not done with this one yet. Uh, Art supply store owner and artist, and smart planning advocate Zach DeBoer, and retired fireman and insurance salesman Kurt Sol nearly tied. That was very close. Um, and I, I said briefly yesterday, what was interesting about this race is, um, that the third place vote getter there, uh, Tom Herbert, uh, was so close, uh, just a a few hundred votes. Um, and I would, I would call Tom a progressive guy, uh, in terms of government and planning. Um, and that's a very unique constituency and it'll be interesting to see if there's some endorsements there from other candidates, that kind of thing. So, Very interesting race there. Uh, Let's get to mayor. First, Jolene uh, is 39, Paul's 40, Paul Tenhaken. Uh, They're the youngest candidates in the race, and both have young families. Both are business people with a technological edge, which is remarkable on its face uh, that they are the two in the runoff. None of what I would call traditional mayoral candidates made it through. Three former city councilors all went down, and that continues to be a trend. Uh, The best finance candidate, and Jim Edeman was a distant third. Uh, now, demographics alone do not an analysis make here, but it is significant when you look at, at their backgrounds and the breakdowns. Digging further into their backgrounds of those candidates, Jolene and Paul, one might suggest that given their other political affiliations, that this is a classic Republican v. Democrat, conservative v. progressive contest. I don't really see it that way. Yes, Paul has worked for Republican campaigns. Uh, I think I think Jolene has worked for Republican campaigns, or at least her uh, her, her company has her uh, the company she has with her husband, uh, production company. Most notably, Paul wrote, worked for Mike Rounds, however, which is a was a big campaign. But that has little reflection on a mayoral election. Really, in my mind, there are certainly people who will vote that way, and that's fine. But in my conversations with the two candidates on this program and elsewhere, I find them both refreshingly open to new ideas and concepts. For instance, while I'm one of my personal favorites, uh, both understand that a growing city absolutely must have a vibrant mass transit system. Whether they can do it or not, we don't know. They both understand the need and value for alternative transportation. They both grasp the idea that a successful city is open to people of all types, beliefs, and affiliations. At least that's their rhetoric. They both know that for a city to grow economically, it must provide a full range of recreation, education, and business services. You cannot be a one-trick pony and recruit businesses or recruit workers. So I call this election a win for the city. Regardless of how the final lineup shakes out, I think, I think the city changed a little bit on Tuesday, uh, and I think that's for the better. Um, as I've said before, in terms of the mayor's race, I liked, I liked everybody in that race. Um, nobody really turned me off, um, with the exception of a little bit of what Mike Gunn was talking about. I just don't agree with him on some of the, uh, ideas he has on how the city operates and what it should be doing. Um, that's, we just have a disagreement on that, but I don't mind Mike. I like Kenny. I like Jim Eneman. I like uh, Greg Jameson, uh, Jolene and Paul. I, You know, I have great conversations with every one of them and all of them, very sincere people. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed this campaign. And obviously we are not done yet. And uh, the runoff is May 1. So you're going to want to get ready for another round of conversation, a very pointed round of conversation in the next three weeks. And this really is a this is a good, good period for really trying to ask yourself and your friends and family, what kind of city do you want? I, you know, I talk about it all the time. I I express things that I think are important. I ask candidates things I think are important and some of the more broader issues that appeal to everybody, but everybody's got their different perspectives and I think you need to work that out for yourself which one of these people do you think can take us through the next four years and so why that's why this three week this compressed period is so fun because it is just a one-to-one comparison which we're going to start here this afternoon with Jolene and uh, just for the record Paul is coming in on Monday we have scheduled that so look forward to that as well and remember, you can call in today and uh, ask Jolene questions. We'll try and get in as many of them as we can, through 38 k KSOO. Um, but you know what? Governing is the hard part. We all know that. And people change in the face of reality, uh, in the face of hard decisions. For now, though, there is reason for great optimism when the new mayor and council take over in May. That's the bottom line on today's P&L statement. You can agree or disagree with me. You can drop me an email, Patrick at KSO.com. Get on the Twitter, at P. Lally Show, and shoot us a comment there. And, uh, of course, we'll have the phones open later, so that'll be fun. Coming up right after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we've got the Buffalo Maiden in for weird friends today. little mix-up in the schedule, but that's pretty cool. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Three thirty-five on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO.
2: <laughs>
0: Little uh, some replacements for uh, the Buffalo Maiden today. I'm weird friends. Buffalo Maiden. It's things are all things are all in, in a jumble because. You know, normally that's the theme song for uh Mr Scott Hudson and I, I you know, my brain's all messed up because I had to move some things around. And it's Thursday, usually here on Friday, but you're here Thursday, so I'm very happy that you're here.
2: Well, it's good to be here. I I, I suppose it's a whole different crowd listening in now. Yep. Maybe I'll some, get new fans.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Well you've already yeah. been you've already been identified in public as the Buffalo Maiden.
2: I have. It's kind of it's kind of bizarre, <laughs> pathetic, but but yet but strangely kind of uh, nice,
0: I guess, huh? Yeah. Well, it, you know, and we don't use your real name very often, so but people can figure no. it out. It's not that hard.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> right.
0: I do well, know you have one. Out. You know what I am worried about is that ah. your most loyal listener over here uh, uh, in the eastern side of the state, uh, uh, one uh, one padre, one father, one priest. Uh, he always expects it on. He listens religiously on Friday at three thirty. And now I
2: know it's like church to him.
0: I know you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to tell him. I forgot. I should have told him. And uh, oh
2: then, man,
0: that's yeah. He's tear. had
2: a tough week, man. It's a tough week to be a priest.
0: Yeah, well, isn't every week a tough week to be a priest? <laughs> uh, I, would, I would know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, do you? As a, you are an expat. You are a former and You are a. I am a former Sioux
2: Falls. Man, oh, man, what's going on over there? I have to say I've never been more happier to be in a small town of Custer where, like, when we – everyone just takes a turn at being the mayor here. It's just (laughs) kind of fun. You know, we don't – we might have a little election, but it's kind of a courtesy thing.
3: Yeah. Um, And so we
2: just –
0: The fix is in. You already know who's going to win. It's
2: already done probably for the next 20 years, you know, who's going to be the next one. And and so it works out really, really well. And it, it doesn't really matter what you what you look like but oh my gosh you guys over there in Sioux Falls what's going on
0: oh it's it's impressive isn't it it's we like get...
2: the bachelor uh candidates are up or whatever I mean you got to be <laughs> young and good looking over there and I feel so bad for for like you if you have any political thank god you don't want anything don't, in politics because I, I don't think you would you I, I mean no. you got that great radio thing going you no, know thanks. where the voice works for you mm-hmm. but um I mean man you can't the the old The older generation, the the long-term, I mean, these two candidates are not even from Sioux Falls, are they?
0: No, that's that's the other kind of weird thing. I just realized this today, that, in fact, you know, Mike Huther grew up in Yankton um, and was sort of in and out in business, but... He was a South Dakotan. These two yeah. are not even South Dakotans originally. Clearly I they've both know. been here a while. I mean they have residency, but they wanted, Jolene's <laughs> from Jolene grew up in Nebraska and uh Paul and grew up in Minnesota. So I as far so as when I know. I
2: live well, when I lived in Alaska they have this they have this saying where uh you, you know, you have sourdoughs and chichacos. And um the Chachacos are uh, new, newcomers into Alaska, people that haven't even spent a winter there. So you're a Chachaco. Like and that's what you've got going on over in Sioux Falls. You've got the sourdoughs <laughs> that are being overrun by the Chachacos because Sioux Falls has been all about growth and yeah. bringing in and doing and building. And I mean, it's, it's mind-blowing to me how much is going on. And at some point, don't you guys just want to say, okay, we're done? To
0: um, growing you mean? Just, no. Yeah, no. don't
2: you want this your little city, This your I, little town?
0: I here's my, I, I, what I want. No, I like growth, but I think that we, and I've said, it, mean, we sometimes don't grow in the best way. You know what I mean? Uh, Like we just keep growing out and we get sort of more thinly and thinly populated in, you know, just spread out farther and farther when we need to be worrying about density and sort of keeping people closer together.
2: Yeah. I saw that map where, you know, the votes came in from and and, uh, it's intriguing because, you know, the, the interior, the, the, the old town, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the names, the people that have been there, um, mm-hmm. they were definitely outvoted.
0: Yeah. You know, you're, you're talking about three city councilors with deep, deep roots you know yeah. kenny anderson jr whose father was on the was a, on the city commission and has been here his whole life and and yeah. uh greg uh, jameson whose father was on the city commission has been here his whole life uh jim eneman who grew up in the north end with me been here his whole life yeah. those three got whacked i know it's kind of weird it's,
2: just, it's i i've been it's interesting i mean it's only interesting for me because i i you know we don't have a lot of news over here on the, on, the, on the Black Hills right now. we got a big storm coming. But now I think, uh, you know, because we live clean here in Custer, it sounds like we're only maybe going to get a dusting, and everybody else um, is going to get nailed. So d- I think the skies are going to open up, and we're going to have sun right on our hills around here, mm. and we'll be just fine.
0: You do. It's clean living in Custer.
2: It's, it's very clean living, and we just don't have a lot going on. It's kind of pressure to be on a radio show and talk about the, the Black Hills every week. When um, <laughs> No, you, you know, always have good stuff, though. I, the got, latest, yeah, you know, we're, we're debating whether we need one or two school guards at the school this year. But, um, you know.
0: <laughs> well, no, you got, the, just, you got the bike sculpture that was falling down. You had the fire. Oh,
2: my gosh. The latest update on that is that is done. I mean, it is pummeled. It's over.
0: The bike and sculpture we, fell.
2: It fell, and if we have fifty mile an hour winds tomorrow, you know, parts will be flying. I would be I, cautious when you drive through Pringle. I mean, you should always be cautious when you go through Pringle, yeah. but but um, probably now be I armed think parts when
0: are you fly. drive through Pringle.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
2: I mean, you know, it's it's the storm is kind of heart wrenching because the I mean the f- farmers and you know Atlas is so fresh in everyone's minds mm-hmm. that um, and it, it was a horrible horrible experience, and so these. People are out, you know, trying to you know, ranchers are out. We've got all these you know, calves. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you know that you're not supposed to ask a rancher how many calves they have this year?
0: Yeah, it's it's considered bad form.
2: It is and I had no idea.
0: So <laughs> you've been asking everybody that comes in, so oh, how's the cabin hey, season? Yummy, going?
2: Can... <laughs> no. You know a uh, lot of ranchers.
0: A lot of ranchers have slowly this is gonna be you're gonna be impressed that I know this, okay? A lot of ranchers have slowly moved up their uh, calving season to like January because it's better to have the calves when it's cold out and easier to deal with than say conditions right now, which would be a big wet snow that would just be terrible on the, on the, on the ends.
2: It's the wet that's going to, well in my, uh, where we, I, you know, I buy from a rancher, a local Mm -hmm. rancher, all our, our beef is raised locally. And, and one of his uh, cows actually had a water birth where she backed up into the water tank and let the calf go into the water tank. Um, on purpose? And so, <laughs> so that's what we're doing now. We're doing water births out here in the, on the <laughs> west all, side. It's
0: all very it's, enlightened. It's, it's
2: better for the baby and for the mom. So, you know, it's less stressful.
0: You should put but that on was, the menu. Water it was water, of, birthed, <laughs> water birthed beef.
2: Well, it, was, yes. it was kind of hard on the rancher, though, because he got knocked out uh, on the ice around the water tank trying to rescue the calf. The calf's fine. Baby and mother are doing just fine. It was uh, a very smooth uh birthing.
0: That's that's quite a story. Very visual. <laughs> uh, so, uh Buffalo Maiden, uh uh plug plug go ahead and plug the restaurant. That's all you get out of this like deal. Sage
2: Creek Grill right here in downtown Custer where we're still waiting for tourists. Um
0: any day now.
2: And any day I think I think maybe a couple more weeks and then we're gonna be uh we'll be ready.
0: Awesome. Uh, thanks a lot yeah. for being here today. We'll talk to you soon, Kay.
2: Okay. Bye-bye.
0: Coming up after the break, we're going to talk with Darcy Hoosterlid. She is the executive director of the Arthritis Foundation in North and South Dakota. they got a big event coming up that you want to know about. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. 347 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. And we welcome into the studio today, very happy to have Darcy Hoosterlid, who is the Executive Director of the Arthritis Foundation for North and South Dakota, right,
4: Darcy? Yep, that's that, correct.
0: That's, yes. a, that's a big, big area, but uh, you cover it ably, <laughs> and uh, Darcy comes in to, from time to time to tell us what's going on with the foundation, and you have uh, your, your big event coming up on April 20th, which is the Art for Arthritis Gala. What, what happens at this thing?
4: The gala is designed to bring awareness to juvenile arthritis.
0: Awesome. And what happens at it?
4: So with this event, we this year have four of our young people from the state.
0: And we're back with Darcy Hoosterlid after that uh, emergency weather notice. Everybody, uh, they needed to know that, Darcy. So we we are happy to take just a brief moment there to to inform uh, the listeners. However, you have a gala coming up. We were talking about the Art for Arthritis Gala, which is... April 20th, which is what day next week? Friday. Friday night next week.
4: And tell us what happens at this big event. I would love to. This year we have four children from our area, which includes a couple young girls from Iowa. And they have all been diagnosed with juvenile arthritis. Um, The majority of them were diagnosed very young, like two, three years of age and have been living with this for a while now. But what we have done for this event is paired those four young artists with mentor artists who are local professionals in our community, volunteer their time to work with the kids, and create a beautiful piece of art. That art then will be on auction on Friday night. So it's an opportunity for the kids to do something that they feel good about. We all know art can be very therapeutic, Oftentimes, these children are not able to participate in school sports and some of those other activities because of their juvenile arthritis, and so this gives them something that they can do and say, I did it, this is mine, but it also gives them an opportunity to give back to our community by helping us to raise money to support the activities and and resources that we offer to our entire community who have arthritis.
0: And it's very interesting because particularly with the juvenile onset, um, we had some folks on a young woman on not so long ago, uh, and that there have been great advancements in treatment of juvenile arthritis through the efforts of folks like you. It's really pretty amazing.
4: It is pretty amazing. We have one woman with our committee. She was initially told that she would be most likely in a wheelchair at age 25, and she was diagnosed as a teen. She's now much older than 25. Um, she's had issues with her arthritis, specifically in her hands, but also in other areas of her body. And she is running 5Ks. She mm. is not in a wheelchair. And that's really what our mission is and our message is not only to find a cure for arthritis, but also to help people realize that, hey, you know, this does not have to stop you. You do not have to say no to living your life. We want you to say yes.
0: And the event is in the fabulous uh, Holiday Inn City Center Starlight Ballroom.
4: It is. It's upstairs, and, you know, it's at night, and, mm-hmm. you, and you've got those windows, and you can see out across the city, and we have our art on display. We have a number of silent auction items as well. And the one really um, unique piece that I am so excited about this year is, as part of our live auction, uh, Gerard at Fahini's Design Jewelry Studio has been working with our young people. So he presented them with two green tourmalines and five diamonds of various sizes. Then he challenged them to create some jewelry designs. We brought in some other business people, they looked at the designs on paper, they evaluated them and came up with their favorite. That design, then Gerard worked with the kids in his studio, and they made the design and put it together. So we will be auctioning that piece oh, as well on our live nice. auction. That's visible and can be seen on our um, Facebook page as well as on our event website. In addition, which is? It, which is arthritis.org, Sioux Falls Art.
0: That's awesome. So it's, it's Friday night, April 20th. And doors open at five. Uh the event's six to ten. There's dinner. There's all kinds of good stuff. And uh if people need more information, uh they can call two two three fifty seventy-one. That's two two three five zero seven one and get a hold of Darcy. Uh and or
4: go to this the website again, which is Just arthritis.org backslash. Sioux Falls Art.
0: Awesome. Darcy Litch, she's executive director for the Arthritis Foundation in North and South Dakota. It's a fantastic event. I hope you'll all turn out. Uh, Darcy, thanks for coming in. Thank you. We'll be right back on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO.
4: This is a public service announcement with guitar.
0: 358 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Tomorrow night, everybody, down at the Orpheum in downtown Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls Jazz and Blues Society presents Tab Benoit. That's at 8 p.m. Great guitar player, Tab. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk with Jolene Letcher, mayoral candidate for the hour. Information 1000 KSOO. 4.07 4.07 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we have waited a long time for this election to be, get to this point. You so so it's not over. It's not over, it's not over, it's just it's to get to this point. So we've got Jolene Letcher in, and we play way, Trampled by Turtles, Wait So Long. I use this song the all the time. Taking it downtown every time.
1: night, it's I could
2: never
0: Oh, there it is. Anyway, a little longer than we should. I always, I can't help it. I get, it's
5: it's it, No, I mean, it's forgivable. I get in trouble. You do? It's not... You do know? you get written up?
0: No, not that Not way. that
5: bad of trouble? Okay. No,
0: no. Suggestions are made. Oh. Well, <laughs> you know. We're here with Jolene Letcher. She, of course, on Tuesday evening, uh, made it to the runoff with uh, Paul Tenhaken. The two candidates now left for uh, the mayor's seat in the great city of Sioux Falls. You've got three weeks to make your decision between the two 19 days 19 days the election next phase is on May 1st which is right around the corner and uh but Jolene what did it feel like when you got up on Wednesday morning and realized you know what that did happen I
5: did uh it, it was good it was um we were excited, and, and you know, because we scheduled this.
0: Yes, we. You did. T- you promised me you were going to make the runoff, so you said just schedule me in. No, we got bumped by the twins, but you said schedule
5: schedule it. me in. So, um, no, we. You know, it. We we felt really good. We were super excited. There wasn't much sleeping between Tuesday and Wednesday, and back up, of course, doing media interviews, and then uh, Wednesday was my daughter's birthday, her oh, first birthday. So, oh my god, That was a big day. Yeah, that so. was awesome. So, it was so much fun.
0: Did you feel like you were able to concentrate on your daughter's birthday? Because that's a big one. You know, your daughter's first birthday. And you're thinking, uh, wait a minute. Who's what calling? did I do? <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, it was. We went and we we carved out family time, like no phones, family time during the day. And then she's she's been part of the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she goes out and about with me. So she continued to do that. So we still got time together. And, and then we went over to Oh My Cupcakes. And she had her first sugar because I was one of those moms. Oh, really? I was. And I said, no sugar until she's one. And so she just destroyed the cupcake
0: was it like catnip for a cat and I w- She just like buried <laughs> her face in it
5: she uh, i will send you a picture but yeah it was adorable
0: oh, of course it was she's yeah. one years old they're all adorable they are um i think the first question everybody would uh wonder is after we've been through all of this now it's just one-on-one um why you and not paul
5: Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, you know we we obviously both speak to having had business experience, but I think where we really stand out and and have stood out and why we're here right now is that we haven't um, talked in generalities about the issues facing the city. We've been very specific with plans that we brought forward, um, with precinct focused policing, um, with looking at microbuses and how do we better schedule public transportation, with a very you know detailed plan of how we're going to be more transparent. I I think those are distinctive to us um, because we've said we're not just going to point to problems. We're going to bring solutions. And when it comes to transparency, we are living that through the campaign. We've put our stuff out there. We've been accessible. That's what we've done. Um, And then I think, too, I have um, a unique set of experience from having been a citizen advocate. And gone to peer and used my voice to speak up for folks that that haven't been able to have their voice heard. And I think it's really important that that work started even before I decided to run for office. That was something that to me was a commitment and something I needed to do before I even thought about, uh, you know, a political run by any means. And so, you know, through that, I've had that citizen experience of watching our state and watching people come together and be part of that process with amazing folks to change the laws and protect children and, and really understand what fighting crime means um, in so many of other facets.
0: Um, we're going to come right back and we're going to explore some of those things in detail, uh, as you might expect, yes. uh, with Jolene Letcher, mayoral candidate in the May 1st runoff against Paul Haken. We'll be right back on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 416 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO.
2: And
0: And we return to our conversation with Jolene Letcher, who is a candidate for mayor in the runoff on May 21st against Paul Tenhaken. um, You mentioned earlier that one of the differentiators between you and Paul was that you have specific proposals. Are you saying that Paul's... Uh, plan. He has the 2020 plan, I believe it's called, or the 20. I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm mischaracterizing, the 2022 plan, but it's a, you know, multiple point plan for uh, the city as he sees it. Are you saying that's not specific?
5: I think when you look at the, the solutions that we've brought forward, they are extremely well vetted that we have... Um We have looked at those and know that they are ideas that can can roll out um, and that they are um, unique and very applicable to where the city is. I think when we look at the issue of crime, which has one that has risen up through this campaign, um, precinct focused policing is a very um, well laid out, thought out, vetted idea. Um, and proposal to come forward, and so I think that makes us distinct, um, and I, I think they're much more robust solutions.
0: Give me some other specifics. Give me, give me a couple more specifics where you think you and Paul disagree on actual policy, not approach, none of that policy. Where do you think you are differentiated?
5: You know, I think um, one of the areas that's been obviously very important to us has been public transportation and the improvement of that and um, making that part of the campaign and saying that it absolutely is something that we as a city can take on and can improve and can fix. And so I think we do have a difference there. Um, in How so?
0: I mean, what is the difference? Because I hear Paul talking about, yeah, we need to have, a, people expect the city to have mass transportation.
5: And, and this is what I heard, um, you know, across the board with, with a multitude of candidates was that the problem's really big and we don't know how to fix it and mm-hmm. it's just going to be tough. Um that that isn't necessarily helpful to the city moving forward. The difference for us is yeah, you know what, it's not always going to be easy, but we're going to do it. And the difference being we came forward then with the idea of microbuses and looking at that scheduling software that can help reroute people, I get specific solutions um, to, to that challenge for the city and knowing that, you know, that's something we've researched and worked on and looked into.
0: What else? Give me give me reasons to vote for you instead of Paul Tinakin, who is a, <laughs> you know, again, successful businessman. Uh, I am, too. Built built a, a big organization, uh, managed a big budget, managed lots of employees, um, uh, you know, and he's he's got that experience. D- tell me. Tell me why you're better in terms of the things that are going to happen in this city with policies that you'll pass. Not just. I'm going to be more transparent. I'm going to be I'm going to be more better than Paul. What What else is there?
5: Well, I think let's let's go back to the issue of transparency and the fact that, you know, um, we've we've committed to, you know, putting out on Facebook those city council meetings and that may be for some folks um, you know a, a minor change but that is a pretty big deal to a lot of others where that that is easy and that is accessible um, where, where we have we have put ourselves out there Patrick um, throughout this campaign we have we have laid out um, the opportunities for people to engage with us and that's not going to change uh, when I am mayor by any mm-hmm. means um, so I think you know that is unique we've committed to when those decisions get made we will be be very specific and offer to people why they were made the good and the bad. Um, and, and that we've put those things out there as far as transparency. And I think as, um, you know, the state legislature had looked at, uh, at doing legislation regarding confidential settlements. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that we as a city could look at as well and I think yeah, you don't be have beneficial. to make
0: them confidential
5: no and 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 you know i mean understanding there are there are personnel issues that come in but we as a city that's our money being spent and we should know how those things are going to um why they happen and where the money goes and you know i have never been afraid to to stand up to have an opinion and um to defend that opinion and you know a lot of times throughout this campaign we have been the ones um also standing up for transparency, standing up for those voices and being very vocal. And I think that was that was unique to us. When these transparency issues have come up, you know, we were the first ones to stand up and say, people are not happy.
0: And I was going to ask about transparency later because and, and my question really is because we talk about it like it's an actual thing, like transparency is a thing and it's not, it's just a word. Um, you talked about putting meetings on Facebook um, and the secret settlements, are you saying that you would not make secret settlements?
5: I don't, you know, when we look at the settlement, like, you know, on the premier center, I don't see how that benefited the people. Um, now, you know, granted, you know, I wasn't in on those negotiations. We don't know exactly what happened, but I, I don't see how putting our money behind closed doors and not telling us how or why things happened helps.
0: Do, do you, okay, now let's talk about one other part of that. Um, and that is the, uh uh, uh the, the the public assurance alliance. Mm-hmm. And because we know about this the siding issue, right? Yep. Well, there's all kinds of monetary settlements that are um maybe not as much money, maybe or more. We don't know because that system is very closed. Now our former city attorney Dave Feifley is now in charge of the PAA. Yep. But it's a very secretive organization. What the Sioux Falls is the biggest Biggest uh, uh, contributor and biggest organization in that, are you going to change that, or what? Do you, what can you do to change the PAA? Because there's a whole bunch of stuff that we don't even know.
5: There is, there's a bunch, and you know, a lot of this goes back to, I think, just for me, that core fundamental belief in in openness and transparency, that um, and sunshine. You and I both come from news, mm-hmm. and so um, you know, if it's if it's not a bad deal why not put the sunlight on it and so I think when we look at you know what is our role and how does that fit into the existing structure that is a conversation we're going to have to have and look at and um, you know I think if there's a need for ordinance changes I would welcome the city council to explore that to be sure that things are more open. Um, People are frustrated Patrick. I, you know, I, I knocked on a lot of doors and I had a lot of conversations leading up to this point and, and people are, are very frustrated that they don't know how and why things have happened. And and they ha- they have a right to be frustrated. It's their money. And so I think as mayor, one of the things we need to do is be sure that we can, can answer those questions, that we can say we're spending your money in the right way. And, you know, is the relationship we have right now um, and the structure we have right now working in the best interest of the people?
0: Will you as mayor... Uh, make it a point to try and change the structure of PAA, the Public Assurance Alliance. But, I mean, I am not a lawyer. Okay,
5: neither am I. Uh,
0: but you want to be mayor? I do. And why? Is, what? Give me a reason why the any sort of monetary settlement that the city makes, whether it's over a somebody backing into a car with a city truck, to a somebody who has been sued for sexual harassment in the workplace or any of these other things that come up that. Why is what? Give me a good reason why. Because that's my money that I shouldn't know how it's being spent. I don't have one. Should we get out of it? I mean, should we just change the system?
5: I think we have to have that very hard conversation. I you know, I I think we have to really look at um, who is benefiting from it. And I can tell you, you know, the conversations I'm having with folks, um, the voters in Sioux Falls, and I think one of the reasons I'm sitting here today is because um, we heard them say we don't get it. We don't know why we don't know how our money's being spent. And so then that, that begs the question, you know, is the system working to the best interest mm-hmm. of the people. And if it isn't, what more do we need to do? And I think, um, you know, I was disappointed when uh, the legislation that, uh, that you know, Greg Jameson helped mm-hmm. bring forward in Peer uh, when it when it didn't make it through. Well,
0: and one of the things that came up in that as well, we wouldn't want anybody who's a victim of sexual harassment or assault wouldn't want their names public. Well, okay, but what you've done then is sealed the fact that you had a sexual harasser working in city government.
5: And, you know, I come to that from, to that specific issue with a very, Personal yep. lens, yep. Um, having been a, a victim of child sexual abuse, and I think um, keep in mind too, we have the framework of Marcy's Law mm-hmm. that that also is in that, and I think we do need to be sure that we are protecting the victims, um, and um, you know we want to be sure that victims still feel like they can come forward, and I, so I think that's an area that you kind of have to carve out, and we need to have a specific discussion unique to that because. Um, you know men or women that come forward with concerns of sexual harassment or, or anything along you know those lines. We want them to know that there is the ability for them to to um, have their voice, to have the, their concerns heard and not be concerned that um, when that issue is resolved, it still follows them. Um, and and because there is a stigma around it and and the reality is when we look at those kinds of issues um, you know people will still victim blame and they will victim shame and and that keeps a lot of folks from coming forward and we don't want that and 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 as mayor i don't want by any means for us to have a system where people don't feel like they can come forward with those concerns
0: we're going to come right back after the news and weather with mr dan peters and talk more with jolene letcher who is a candidate for mayor in your city election on may 1st in the runoff we'll be right back this is the patrick lally show information 1000 kso Four thirty four on the patrick lally show information 1000 and just for the record that was a beyond incredulous look that That was was that was a stunned look 17 inches of snow uh, we continue our conversation with Jolene Letcher. She, of course, is a candidate for mayor on the May first. If I said twenty first, somebody on Facebook said I said May twenty first. If I did, I was wrong. It's May first, three May weeks from May first, the runoff election, uh, and um, I should say we. Were, I I offered to take calls earlier, and I forgot to mention it to when you came on. But if somebody's got a question, go ahead. Three three eight K S O O three three eight five six five seven six six. Five seven. Maybe six,
5: you are six, twisting stuff around today. I am. It's at seventeen inches of snow. It's gotten me all <laughs> flustered.
0: Uh, here's my question for you. Okay. Do you consider yourself a progressive?
5: Um, I think if you consider progressive as being someone that is, um, you know, going to bring solutions that involve technology. If you consider a progressive as someone that um, is going to embrace the diversity of our city. And, um, you know, lift that up as an economic driver. If you consider progressive as someone who um, looks to solutions for a collective impact, like when we talk about, um, you know, our issues around, uh, you know, drug addiction and those challenges and not just looking at it from an enforcement standpoint, but from a mental health standpoint um, and from a child trauma standpoint, those things, then, yeah. Yeah, I would say.
0: Do you consider yourself liberal?
5: Not, not like I think when you say liberal. No, not in the how we we define liberal. I am like a Democrat. You know,
0: it's it's a nonpartisan race. It is a a nonpartisan race. race. But so we talk about these things not in terms of party, but in terms of philosophy. What is your what is your philosophy for government? Are you a liberal? Are you how do you define that?
5: Yeah, I think for me, I tend to be well, like a lot of people in Sioux Falls, um, fiscally conservative. Mm-hmm. stretch that dollar every place it can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I'm a small business owner and no one knows that better than I do. Um, but then I think from, from social issues and from a social justice standpoint, it we have to be with the times mm-hmm. and, and we have to be um, accepting of the diversity of the city. And so um, you know I would say that is socially progressive in, in that
0: sense. And we have a call. Oh. We're gonna pop this over here. We're gonna push this button. Make that work and bring in our caller. Hello, caller. You're uh, on the air with uh, Patrick Lally and Joe Lee Letcher. What's your question?
3: I don't know. Since the other night, uh, your opponent, Ten Haken, came out and said he would have a chief of staff in that form of administration in the uh, mayor's office. What is your type? Are you going to have a chief of staff? I believe uh, Mayor Munson was the last one to have one. Mayor Huther didn't have one. Uh, what's your feeling on that, of, of your health within the uh, city government in the mayor's office?
4: Yeah.
5: Um, you know, we we were very, very focused on getting through to to the runoff into this stage. And so for for me and for the team that's around me, we're just starting to have those conversations. Um, I, I would anticipate that I would have a chief of staff um, to have someone. I mean, the city's almost 200,000. And I think that's really important. I think, though, for me, one of the the key parts of that chief of staff role is um, not to presume that they will do all of the the nitty gritty, that they are the ones that have to, um, you know, pick up the heavy lifting all the time of of policy and creation and and, um, implementing those things, that I will be collaborative in that as well, Um, because, you know, this (laughs) this is a city where the mayor still has to work. But, but it's not a secretary
0: it's it is not, not a, a secretary I even, it's no. not a, a personal assistant
5: right it's it, it to me it that is a role of someone that that um, helps round out your perspectives that is an extra set of eyes and ears um, that helps you be in more than one place at once since we can't clone people
0: mm-hmm. and communicate with the department heads and all of that yes. very em- an empowered person
5: yes a very okay. an, an empowered <laughs> and I think um, someone that, you know, understands, like for me, what will be very important is um, those foundational elements, again, of trust and openness, and that they will also be a checkpoint there mm-hmm. to help continue to raise those up.
0: And uh, first of all, caller, uh, what's your name? Dan. Dan, well, uh, do you think that the mayor should have a chief of staff in the, in the model of many other executives in government? Oh, gov- absolutely.
3: Absolutely, and I just hadn't heard Jolene come out with that. So, I mean, like, like she just said, 200,000, is we're growing five 6,000 people every year, this town, you know, by the time eight years is up, you know, it's going to be, we're going to be looking at 250. If yeah. you look at the metro area, that definitely, the mayor needs somebody like that to be that person because a single person cannot handle, control mm-hmm. the city, I think. So what, you, what she just said, I agree 100%, and I'm glad both candidates are, want a chief of staff. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. You're very welcome. God bless. Uh,
0: Yeah, and it's a good, you know, part of the whole issue of a chief of staff in this community has sort of been colored by the fact that your former colleague, Jody Schwan, who now runs Sioux Falls.Business, took such a hit Mm -hmm. in the public eye for getting that job under Dave Munson. Was that fair?
5: Well, I think, I think what, no, no. I mean, she, she took on a role um, and Mayor Munson brought on a role that um, was, you know, looking with vision to what the future of the city would be. And um, again, to what the caller, uh, what Dan said on the, on the phone call was that we are getting bigger and that, um, you know, the mayor's office, you, you can't have the mayor in every place every time. And so I think that's what Mayor Munson was doing. I think that's why, you know, he, he tapped Jody for that position. Mm-hmm. And that was, um, you know, what she did. She helped lift up that administration and be another set of eyes and ears to help, help the mayor be more efficient, too.
0: If she was a man, would it have been that big a deal? I don't think so. Because she made $100,000, so people thought it was some outrageous amount of money because... Of reasons i could never figure out
5: and jody is um she is a, a great business owner um an entrepreneur and uh, i am i am probably biased in the yeah. in the sense that uh we i was gonna i'm gonna say she's extremely well educated we went to the same school
0: yes exactly. <laughs> which is kind of weird i'm just gonna say that you guys um, both went to Northwestern. we
5: did both go to northwestern yeah. big 10 northwestern
0: <laughs> we're gonna take a very short break and come right back with jolene letcher Candidate for mayor in the May 1st runoff. If you've uh, got a question, go ahead and fire up 338 KSOO 338 5766. We'll try and get you in when we come back from the commercial. This is The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. <laughs> four forty five on The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO.
1: Well, I ain't your baby, I ain't your baby now. Ah,
0: <laughs> Turtles.
4: I have no rhythm. (laughs) Did you see me? (laughs) Yes, I
0: did. I couldn't watch. (laughs)
4: It's so bad.
0: Uh, So, we're here with Jolene Letcher, and we're talking about her run for mayor in the May first runoff election, which is just 19 days away, and things are getting real now, aren't they? They
5: are. They are really real. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it is from the moment that, that we announced, which was September 8th, and I didn't decide much before that. Right. Um, and so, you know, you, you have a lot of folks that plan plan these things out for several years. Mm-hmm. And we came into this um, just deciding really in August that this is what we were going to do. And so that's why I'm, I'm extremely proud and excited of where we finished. Um, I feel very confident of how we will finish on May 1st.
0: You were... F- uh, several percentage points back from nine. Mr. Tenhaken. Um How do you... W- what's the coalition out there? How mm-hmm. do you make up those nine points? Because, you know, it's everything... The deck is reshuffled. Yep. But uh, nine points is nine points. And... It- where do you see that coalition who are the people who vote for you?
5: Yeah, I think the, the people that vote for me and the people we have conversations with and, and the messages I've got are people that um, they know that what they want is uh, a fresh perspective. They know that they want someone that understands. How the processes work is well studied in that, um, but still is a fresh set of eyes. And I think that is unique to me, right? I, I understand what it means to make change because I've been part of that. I've done that through Jolene's Law Task Force and working together with people. Um, I think they also want someone that has a track record of, of showing that they can collaborate and make change within a system. Um, and that, that, I think, is, speaks to when you look at Jolene's Law Task Force and, you know, the, the the 15 people, um, incredible, you know, legislators and law enforcement um, and departments in the state, when we all came around the table and then created a 10-year plan to end child abuse, um, that that is a very proven track record of, um, I understand what it takes to bring people together. I understand what it means to be part of that conversation about making change and collaborating. And I also understand what it means to have something at the end of the day that you act on too. I mean, we didn't just uh, create a report and go. Here you go, Governor. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Um, we created a report and have acted on it. And, and through that, I mean, we have we have over eight thousand people that are trained to spot child abuse in this state.
0: It's pretty amazing. The uh, uh, by the way, if you want to call in, we got time for one quick caller question yet in our final moments here with Jolene Letcher, who is a candidate for mayor in the May one May one runoff. Three three eight 5766 three three eight five seven six six. The When you go out Mm -hmm. and you're going door to door, um, streets are probably streets are the number one thing people talk about, isn't it?
5: Um, The first thing I hear is trust and transparency. That that is first thing I hear, Um, and then usually after that, potholes. Potholes or safety. What do you tell uh, them? Well, this is (laughs) the, the minimum bar. For a mayor, should be filling potholes, and of course, we have April May elections, which is yes. when potholes are the absolute worst. And I think that's why it always, you yes. know, comes up. It's ridiculous, um, it, it, you know. So April May uh, elections, but I, no,
0: no, but that's what people. I've said this many times, and you don't have to agree with me. The fact that that the last open seat election when Huther won, he made potholes a big issue. Okay, and he won, and I'm hoping now that That's not an issue anymore because it's kind of ridiculous.
5: Well, I just feel like the bar for what a mayor should be able to do, um, you better be able to do more than fill a pothole. You better be able to, to come in on day one and understand what it means to get people to work together and make action. Do we have a call?
0: We have another call. All right. We're going to go to a caller just a second. I can always, it always takes me a minute here, and you push this button and you go, Hello, caller, what's your name?
3: Scott. How are you? Scott, I am good. (laughs) What's your
0: question for Jolene Letcher, Scott?
3: Uh, Obviously, Jolene, you probably saw the map that the Argus leader did and showed where you got your core support and where uh, Mr. Tenhaken got their core support. Um, Work cut out for you, obviously. Um, uh, What are you going to focus on going after those those people in uh, Lincoln County? And, um, you know, they've had their property taxes increased by a lot. I think they have a lot of concerns about taxes and those kind of things. So um, what are you going to do to tackle those people?
0: Yeah, white sort of white suburban voters, you know, to to over overgeneralize. How do you uh, attract those folks who maybe went for Ten Haken the first time around or other candidates?
5: I think, um, you know, universally, one of the, the distinct differences for us is that precinct-focused policing, um, and I'll get back to Scott's point, too, on, on taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is, if, if you're living out on one of the edges of the city, and you know the southeast or the southwest, and, and we've brought forward a plan that means law enforcement is going to be closer to you that's really important. And I would love to see as the city continues to grow, how else we can collaborate. Um, you know, if the school district is building a new building, do we look at an option there to to do a police substation or something like that? Better use of our money. And then, um, you know, I think to Scott's question regarding taxes, it's a matter of, you know, we, we've got to be smarter in how we spend um, and being sure that when we When we stretch a dollar, we really stretch it, which you know I've always done personally as well. And so I think you know it'll go back to the trust and transparency issue that you know as a city we've we've spent a lot of money, um, you know, keeping stuff secret.
0: What are you going to cut? Okay, so to get those voters, all right, sort of the suburban ring voters, because this city is built on three concentric circles, Mm -hmm. and you've got you won the middle. Mm And then you guys trade a little bit in the next circle. And then Paul won the outer ring broadly. That's very broad. How do you convince middle-class family voters that you are the better choice between these two with, is it, you know, you've got policing and taxes. But to Scott's point, what do you cut? So, you've you know, taxes have been going up. Not... You know, we still have a low tax burden. Let's be serious. But they have been going up for some of these folks. What do you tell them you're going to bring them? And then what do you tell them you're going to cut? If you're going to bring them community-based policing and you're going to improve mass transit, and you're going to do these things, what aren't you going to do?
5: Well, I think, you know, again, um, we, we've, we've spent a lot of money for the Argus Leader uh, lawsuits, <laughs> well,
1: As
0: you would, know, you've been part of those. Everybody would like to know how much, um, it, you know, but... That's a that's a drop in the bucket. Let's be serious. That defending those lawsuits is a drop in the bucket. There's a lot of other ways that we spend money on legal services and things like Scott, who we all know is is a uh, has been pointing out for a long time. Why are we hiring all these outside counsels when we have a staff mm-hmm. of 12 lawyers or whatever it is? But 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 those are small items. What big items need to get scaled back to be able to have the money to do the things that you see? a modern progressive city doing
5: well let's let's look at you know community policing as we talked about the precincts Mm -hmm. right um and and i've had this question well isn't that going to cost us a lot of money how much is that going to cost the reality is the law enforcement center downtown which I think you and I both covered the opening of mm-hmm. um, is out of space and so and I think you will hear both candidates on the ballot talk about the importance of having law enforcement and not cutting there and you know making sure we we have a police force that's big enough the question then becomes where do we put them if we are out of space and so if we're out of space and that building can't be added on to because of how they built it originally with the footings, we've only got a couple options there and that's either to, to build new or somehow, you know, move into the parking lot and build a lot more where we have said, instead of doing that, we'll do this community based policing and we'll do precinct focused policing where we use community centers. Those are spaces we already own. Um, and so, you know, when we look at what are we going to, what are we going to cut? How are we going to spend better? Um, you know, the reality is when we look at, at the issue of, of policing, that downtown law enforcement center, um, we have a harsh reality to face. And my understanding is there's a facility study that was supposed to have been done around the end of the year. We haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that also, from my understanding, from, from folks that have worked on it, it, it also leans toward this is a best use of our money and, and our spaces. Um, and, and so I think you know, the other thing when we talk about you know, what do we cut, it's also a question of what do we grow? How do we grow? And that's why we've talked about the event center as well, building out around that with, you know, with TIFFs and, and creativity to get sales tax revenue up.
0: Jolene Letcher, she is a candidate for mayor in the May 1st runoff election against Paul Tenhagen. Jolene, thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Guess, as always.
5: Thanks for the callers. That yeah, was, was, and great. thanks for not showing my lack of rhythm as I was. No, eh. You
0: can't see that on Facebook. All no, now, so. don't. Thanks a lot and good luck. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to be right back to finish up on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 4.58 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOL. This is Radio Clash, which means this is the end of the show. My thanks to Jolene Letcher for coming in today. And just so everybody knows, Paul Tenhaken, the other candidate for mayor, is scheduled to be on the program Monday at 4. So, you know, tune in for that. Tomorrow, we're going to find out what uh, my genetic makeup is in terms of what I should be eating. You're going to want to tune in for that. That's from Sanford Profile. Good time. Scott Hudson will be with us. All fun. Theo Miller-Ryan, all the regulars on a Friday. Thanks, everybody. This is The Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO.